Are you kidding me right now? It's already that time again. Episode two is here. What? Brad Wardell of Utah Pet Access. This guy's freaking awesome. Founder, owner, amazing guy, entrepreneur, good friend of mine. You are absolutely going to love this episode talking about the real, raw, nitty-gritty aspects of entrepreneurship. Our whole focus this month is on the financial strategy. This guy shares his whole story of how he got into the business, started with nothing, now he's growing it into an amazing nationwide company. So cool. Love it. Can't wait to introduce you to him. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Self-Reliance Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal and I am your host to learning how you can create side hustle income. All right, welcome back to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. Today we've got a special guest speaker. We have Bradley Wardell with Utah Pet Access. This is a guy that I met, God, it's been a few years now, and it was kind of a random deal that we met at. It was an entrepreneur type of event, and we were learning more about business and how to grow our businesses. At the time that I met him, he was just getting started in the pet door business, and since we connected just a, a few weeks ago, he told me about all the different stuff that he's been working on. I'm super excited to have him as a guest speaker. Brad, come on out here, man, and tell us a little bit about what you're doing with your business and how you got started in it. Uh, well, Dave, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Um, it's a it's a weird and uh, a weird long story, but uh, the short version is uh, I I used to be a commercial glazer for 13 years, and somebody wanted a pet door through their sliding glass door. And uh, that happened to be my dad. And so my dad decided, hey, you know, my son, he's a glass guy. We can figure out the pet door thing. And they kind of went through this loop and found a pet door company that then manufactures kind of a product that goes on a piece of glass. And then we just supplied the glass and, and getting glass was the easy. Um, so we kind of threw the channels and then the, the guy who supplied us the pet door um, asked, Hey, do you know anybody who wants to make a little bit of side cash? You know, uh, you know, he, he'd make upwards of $200 to install these things. And I was like, I like money. I love free money. I love side work. It's, it's quick, free money. Sure. I'll totally take it. And so, um, just started off really, really slowly. I mean, I just got a, a cell phone. Um, so I had like a business number that I could put on a website. And then from there, um, we got the website up and going, but it was just a simple, you know, $25 a month website, nothing, nothing fancy. And then I just did simple stuff listed on Google, you know, that I was a business. And so anytime they searched, you know, pet doors, hopefully, you know, you know, since I wasn't marketing, hopefully I'd get, you know, one out of 30 or something like that, which it slowly started working, but my price points were all off. And so I was maybe two out of 10, calls I would land. Um, and I was charging, you know, $1,600 to do this. And I was only making 200 of that $1,600. And it was just really weird to me. It didn't make any sense. I was paying way too much for the pet doors, paying way too much for the glass. It, things weren't really working out. It, it almost felt like I was putting way too much time in for the effort that just maybe working more hours at work. My day job would be more beneficial than doing this on the Saturday and Sunday 
missing time away from the family. So I slowly started kind of figuring things out, making my own extrusions in my garage with uh, just some uh, taking uh, aluminum and, and building frames that space the pet door off and then actually spray painting it in my house. And when it was too cold in the garage, I'd literally spray paint it downstairs in my, in my basement. Did that make your wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty bad. I think that was like the one time she thought that I was crazy. She was like, "Do you realize that you just spray painted in the house, and now the whole house smells like paint?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, but I've got to install in the morning, and this has to be done." And I would, I, I mean, I remember countless nights staying up to like four a.m., making sure I got enough coats, making sure it wasn't scratching off, resanding it. And all to make $200. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Um, and at the time, $200, I mean, still $200 is still a good, good chunk of money. Um, so I was like, you know, for $200, this is awesome. I could, you know, do something on the weekend and, and really not feel that the cost to do an activity. Whereas, you know, if you have to do your normal paycheck. So I was like, oh, side work is great. This is awesome. And then um, oddly enough, uh, I, I went to, I took a job in Denver with the same company I was doing commercial blast with, and we ran a pretty big job. And then I found out that we were going to have our first child together. And I kind of went into panic mode and I, <laughs> and I said to myself, am I the type of guy who's going to be willing to just work a nine to five and be satisfied and come home and, and kind of live the mediocre life and, and just give my kid, you know, give him everything you want. But am I going to be satisfied that, that I'll have limits? And that was, that wasn't it. I, I wasn't satisfied about the limits. And oddly enough, being in Denver, I didn't really answer the, the work phone. I didn't really call people back or interested in pet doors. So then I, um, I, I kind of figured out that the only way to make, things and so i started spending money that i didn't have you know putting it on a credit card and trying to like market manage things well i started converting but since i was in denver i would have to order all the glass in denver get take an earlier flight on friday because i'd come home for the weekends pick the glass up hurry and spray paint and build kits in my garage and then literally saturday i'd go install them um and so I was like, okay, well, this is, this is crazy. I'm going to kill myself with trying to manage so much with such little time. Maybe I, I need to get somebody to help me. Well, there's nobody really to help me. Um, and I was kind of panicking and the Denver job was kind of coming to an end. And so I, I kind of, I, I, I panicked. I got back from Denver. I went to my best friend and he, he was just kind of doing handyman stuff and kind of, just doing some oddball stuff to make some cash. And he's like, Oh, I only need to make a thousand bucks a month, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll answer your phone and I'll do the appointments for you. I was like, okay, a thousand bucks a month. That's, that's, that's five cells that he'll get immediately. Um, anything over that is profit for me. And, you know, if we can do this. And so we started doing this on the side on Saturdays. And so since I was back in town locally, I'd build the doors Monday through Friday in my garage and Saturday we would actually do four or five installs. Um, and we were just stacking, stacking them up and, and really trying to, trying to do the installs. Well, 
we decided not to pay ourselves and to put it more into marketing to see if we can make this club thing, but lost every dollar in marketing because I was doing like ads on like KSL and I was doing like banner ads or I was um, paying my, my website company to do better SEO. And it, it was, I was spending the money I felt in, in the right direction, but I wasn't spending the money in the direction with any intention. There was no intention. I was spending the money and I wasn't really assuming I should be getting anything on a return. And I wasn't really watching for a return. There's no really way to calculate how I got a return on the money. So it was like, oh, well, I got a couple more calls this month. Well, maybe it was because of my marketing. Well, that that's terrible logic because you're just you're just throwing money, assuming you're getting Hoping money back. And, it's like toilet paper yeah, at the wall. Yeah, like it's just it's just it's not a very good philosophy. So um, what happened was is I decided, okay, if we're going to make this a serious thing, a viable thing, well, we've got to do something else. So we actually put an ad in a local magazine called The Home Mag. And that it's, it's, it's like $700 a month. And that really just spread brand awareness. It, it didn't really give us any, we might've broken even, but there were some months that we made a little bit more, but some months we didn't break even at all. So it was, I would say it was a good break even, but brand awareness. Um, but really what started it was I started going to home shows and that also created brand awareness, but at a home show I could sell, maybe nine uh, installations where nine installations could be two weeks for me. So if I did one home show, I'd get two weeks worth of work. And so we started slowly churning and burning, but we still would only get to an average monthly. You've spent it over the 12, 12 months, an average of nine to 13 doors a month. And that's, that's not very, that's not very good when you start thinking, well, I've got to get a glass truck. I've got to, I got to prepay for things. I've got to have more materials so that, and you, you know, you got to buy things in bulk. So you get the cost, the cost down. And so when you're, you're using credit cards and you're doing everything, it wasn't really a viable business. Um, what turned it around was we, we started, okay, well, what if we sold our glass product to glass companies, people who get, who, who are marketing and who sell glass it's like free marketing. It's getting a piece of the pie with really not having to do much other than being somebody's contact. So we reached out to a couple and we sat down with a guy um, and the home show was great for that, right? I could really bump elbows with a ton of businesses that sold windows and I could shake their hand face to face. Now, half of, half of the owners weren't there. So really talking to uh, a home show salesman is, is really like not talking to anybody at all sometimes. <laughs> just because it's not going to go anywhere. Um, but I, I sat down with one guy um, and he owns a company called um, Ascent Windows and his name's Jim. And I sat down with him at Cafe Rio. And, and I'm telling you, we're losing money. We're, we're working every weekend. I'm working on Sundays fabricating doors, Monday through Friday at night fabricating doors. My son's about to be born. You know, I'm panicking. I'm trying to figure out the money thing. And at the same time, I hate my job. <laughs> So it's things are just not, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and it, and so I'm 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 stressed in my personal life. I'm stressed on my business life. I'm I'm doing and working a lot, and and working hard has just always been something easy for me. Um, so the hours in wasn't the problem; it was more the mental strain of getting nagged at on 
personal and business. Hey, you're failing here. You're letting this like, Hey, you're letting this slack. And then that's more the emotional strain. That's, that's really hard to deal with is like, you're letting people down. What really you feel like you're trying to build something and succeed. So we sat down with Jim at cafe Rio. Hold on. You bring up a great point with that. Why did you continue? Like, why do you do what you do through all the struggle and the trial? What makes it worth it? Like what kept you just ingrained in the vision of where you were going? Um, I think it was, I think it was the fact that we were selling $1,500 pet doors installed in the sliding glass door. So it worked. I mean, you saw the potential yeah, of what it could do. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I, I guess it's that tested theory that the method of, um, there's a viable product. We actually have a product. We're providing actually a product rather than just a service. And then the service portion of it, I had 13 years of commercial glazing experience and selling a piece of glass is super easy. I mean, we could put 180 in in one day with two guys. So putting one in, you know, plus drive time wasn't bad. I just need to figure out how can I do that eight times a day times five days. I'm going to, I'm going to be rich. This is going to be, I'm going to be rich. You know, I'm going to be so rich. And you, you start getting those little highs. And I think those little highs, really get you there. And I've always been an optimist. So I I've always thought where this could go. And then everybody around me seems to be the exact opposite. Mm. And there's like, look, look, look here, stop trying to count your, your eggs before the hatch. This, this seems kind of crazy. I was like, Oh, I get that. I agree with all of that, but I'm, I'm still seeing where I'm going. I, I, I still, I still have an idea and a, and a, and a vision, but so jumping back to it, uh, Jim, uh, we sat down with Jim at cafe Rio and I, I'm telling you, I'm living off of credit cards, paycheck to paycheck, not much money in the business uh, checking, right? Right. And so we sit down for obviously a business meeting, me and, uh, you know, my friend at the time and Jim, who owns a, a window company. And I'm hoping Jim is going to send me, you know, 10, 10 orders a month. And I'm, I'm thinking crazy that Jim's going to really impact my business. So I take it seriously. So we go to Cafe Rio, I buy him lunch. You know, I should have made him buy me lunch because the money situation, but I buy him lunch. And um, we start to go off and we're like, look, we, we can sell you a pet door. You install it, but we'll sell it to you for $750. And he's like, nope, that's too much. And I was like, well, you hold on, hear me out. The pet door retails for $435. You know, right. it, this is a good deal. Jim, you should totally take this deal. And Jim goes, nope, I know where I can buy a pet door for 500 bucks. And I was like, Psh, no way. No way. And then he starts going off and starts, you know, giving me what he knows about pet doors. And so we start thinking about it and he explains to us that there is a company that has um, a vinyl that goes all the way around the glass and he actually conjoins two square pieces of, of glass rather than getting a custom piece of glass with a, a hole notched in the center to apply the pet door. And that was it. That's all he had to say. I didn't look up the company. I didn't try to order their product and copy their product. I said to myself, with 13 years of commercial goods and experience, and now a year going on a pro being a project manager, I can figure out a product. So I took, <laughs> I took a drawing, and I was so confident this drawing was going to work. It was going to work. And my dad's really good at drawing an AutoCAD. So I have him draw me up some mediocre drawings, you know, they're mediocre. They're great drawings, but when you like take them to a professional, they're mediocre. Like they start getting to like the thousands of an inch rather than, you know, a 64th. And 
it, 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 so it's like, it's such a getting crazy. And so I, uh, make a design and I start trying to get it built. Um, literally, uh, I don't even know my design changed 30 times and I find, I finally came up with an idea of why it had to be this and why this and that. And we start putting all the money in the bank. We stop marketing. We just start answering the phone calls. We're just more responsive. We would do appointments at five o'clock at night, Monday through Friday. Um, we do Saturday appointments. We do Saturday installs and we start piling money in the bank and we get to about $10,000 in the, in the checking. And I cannot for the life of me, get a quote for our, our extrusion to be built for anything less than $72,000. Jeez. Yeah. Like it was, it was pretty crazy. So I finally get on the hook and I start actually telling people that I can afford the 72,000. Oh yeah. 72,000. That's chump change. We, we've got so much money and you know, and, and I'm, cause I'm just trying to get further. I'm trying to get to the next gate. I, I need to see what's ahead of me. So I get this company who literally is totally going to do my product for $72,000. I can't afford it. I don't even know where I'm going to get the money. And she tells me about this engineer, a plastics engineer, and he gives me um, the phone number to this plastics engineer. And I get a hold of this guy. And this guy charges by, he's like a lawyer. He charges by the minute. So immediately the first phone call I have with him cost me $250. Afterwards, after I explained my product and my idea, he visually needed to see it. He, he needed to understand it. I mean, we had to have multiple conversations. And then I sent him my SketchUp drawings and he redrew it. To perfectly for it to be designed and produced by a, a plastics manufacturer. And so now that I had these actual real life blueprints of my extrusion, I went to like a 1-800.com website that had, you know, 70 or 80 listed manufacturers for plastic. And I went in there and I was like, all right, I'm going to submit a quote to all these guys. Three hours later submitting quotes, I got back so many quotes, so many emails, so many phone calls. And, and through the wire, I was able to get a company, agree on a price and start producing just prototypes. Um, and that took literally from, from, from the day I got back from Denver to the day I got my first prototype was a year and a half. So meeting, meeting with Jim and all of that happened and I'm, I'm down the road a year and a half and I finally get one product. And I think I'm the coolest guy in the world. I'm showing my my prototype off to everybody, and nobody even knows what it looks like. I mean, when you when you talk about an extrusion, you don't know how it works. Everybody's just like they're cool, dude. That that's that good for you, man. And they kind of like give you that weird face. And I'm like, do you know what I'm holding in my hand? This is like literally the key to the future. It's revolutionary. And, Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. But they, every, every single person had no idea. Even, even my partner or my friend, he had no idea what I was doing. But he, oddly enough, trusted me because I just had the ambition. And I, I just felt and I, I, I sounded so confident about what I was doing. But underlining, I didn't know anything I was doing. And so we had to pay these guys up front because it, since it's first-time customer, you have to pay them up front. Um, and we we sent all this money and then we start getting a product and as we put our screws in it it was blowing the screw race 
So we just felt like we just wasted all the money in the bank plus money we borrowed from family friends to get this product. And, um, but that we worked it out. We got it together. We got a, a good prototype. We got the material in and then I quit my job. I don't have any sales. I've got nothing. I've got material on the ground in my own garage. And I, I, I literally walk in, I quit my job. And there was no rhyme or reason. I just thought I was going to be rich. I was like, I need to put more time into this. I've got to quit my job. So I fixed my house up. I sold it. I moved in with my mother-in-law. We got a shop that was something that we could afford, which is like 700 bucks a month in literally the industrial part of Salt Lake that it was, it was bad. It was very, very bad. But I think that's just where you start. If you don't have enough money, you can't raise capital. You got to go cheap. So we did. And we literally started selling nine to 13 doors a month consecutively. Um, But we've got this product. We've got this, what I feel is a revolutionary product. How do I, how do I get my volume up? I need to get my volume up. So we start trying to market and start trying to kind of network and knock on doors and tell people we, we can do this. And, um, but I always came down to price point. So what happened is in that time and how we afforded to continue to sell nine to 13 doors a month was I took my profit from 200 to 400 every time I sold a door. So all by my extrusion, my extrusion took my cost of glass down $200, which means I still sold the doors at what I sold them at, but I made $200 more. So selling the same number of doors, but I was making twice the profit. So that's what was able to kind of gauge where I was at to the the sales. And now at this time, nobody's taking any money. I'm living off of the money I I got from selling my house, living in my mother-in-law's basement. Um, And it looks like it's not going anywhere. It literally looks like I'm just losing every dollar of equity I had in my house and maxing out all my credit cards and actually applying for more credit cards before they realize that I'm just overextended and they will stop giving me credit cards. <laughs> um, which is, which is the, probably the worst idea ever because you're going to pay high interest rates and it doesn't make any sense. But I just knew I needed money so that I could keep surviving. Um, literally, the, the last paycheck I could write myself or you know, the, last, the last amount of money I had in my, in my, in my savings to pay myself for my monthly bills, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I've exhausted friends and family. I've exhausted every avenue I could to get money to make this thing work. And oddly enough, that same month, we sold 15 to 18 doors. Like we sold enough to actually give me a paycheck so that I could start to live. Now it was, it was just, I mean, bare minimum. I mean, I, we were on such a tight budget that I was, you know, ramen, it was kind of like the college kid, <laughs> um, you know, like a $5 pizza. Like you can eat $5 pizza for two or three days if you're smart. About it. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like it was just to the point where it, was, it just got so crazy. And then oddly enough, we somehow out of nowhere, a couple people just, hey, you still do the pet door thing? Oh yeah, I've never stopped. You know, and then they would order a door from you. And so I started selling to, you know, window companies, I started selling to um, just local customers. And then 
um, where we're going now is the, the Petro company, that, the Petro that we've been using this whole entire time is the Plexidor Petor. And we've actually partnered with that company. And that company has been around since 1985. They've got a pretty good product. Um, and they didn't have a glass solution. So we decided, hey, let's try to be their glass solution. There's a couple other Petor companies that have glass solutions. This is a great Petor. We've already sold this Petor. We know everything about this Petor. Let's, let's you know, go to them and say, hey, we can, we can do X, Y, and Z and offer your product to glass guys. And so we spent money we didn't have, again, like just stupidly, and we ship them a product with their own Petor in it. So I have to pay full price, well, my wholesale price for their Petor, plus my glass cost, plus shipping that I've never shipped anything hmm. at all. I don't even know how to ship. Um, so I, I have to find a box. I've got to get some way that this glass isn't going to break. I got to make sure it can change elevation because it is glass. And I've got to figure all this out and we ship them the product and it shows up. And I get on the phone with the salesman. He goes, Brad, it looks like you got a pretty good product here. Uh, good for you guys. Uh, keep up the hard work. And that's all he says. I mean, literally, that's all he says. And I was like, I was like, hold on, hold on. Do not know what you're looking at. And he's like, yeah, it, it looks like the exact same thing that the other guy, the first guy started buying Petors from that had the spacer kit for the glass. The other guy's product. This is what the other guy's been doing this whole entire time. And I was like, no, 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 you're, you're not realizing this. This is a whole replacement IG, which is an insulated glass unit. There's a whole replacement IG with a Petor on it. And they, they didn't get it. They're not glass guys. They don't understand how glass works. The reason why they didn't have a glass solution. And finally, their, manu their, their main fabricator in their shop saw the product and goes, holy cow, is this what I think it is? And explains to them what I sent them. And they call me on the phone, panicked and excited, and go, Brad, you know, hey, I, I've got to apologize. I put my foot in my mouth. I didn't know what I was looking at. You are making a glass product with a Petor on it. And I was like, that's exactly what I told you. <laughs> this is literally what I, I told you that exact same thing. Brad, we didn't understand it. We didn't understand it, but now we do. Holy cow, this is, this is awesome. And I was just like, oh, like I would, I'm getting teary eyed, like, holy cow, like these guys can really help me and change my life. Like they, they do, you know, they sell 5,000 doors a year. Like if we can just convert them to be glass that we can do this. And I was like, you know, I'm just confident. I'm a glass guy. I can get on the phone a couple States away and explain to somebody how my glass product works. And we just got to start shipping, shipping these things nationally. So I, I, I'm over. I'm overselling what I could do with two guys in a $600 a month shop with zero capital, with barely making it monthly on my personal finances. Um, it was. It, I'm overselling. Like, oh, I could totally provide products to, to all your customers. And so what happens is, is all of a sudden emails start trickling in of national customers who want a glass product pet door and i randomly i i talk to this lady and, and i sell her a door and her door is actually a, a common standard door i i know exactly i know everything about the glass i know everything about the door um you know but i'm on the phone with her for two or three days just kind of going over the logistics and she's going to install it with her husband 
and the lead time on getting the actual frame that she needed was eight weeks. So I had eight weeks to figure out how I was going to build and ship her a product that I've never done before. And so we, I just, I wing it. I literally use all my glass knowledge and my experience. I wing it. I go down to a box company and I say, Hey, I need to box this. And I literally drop it off. I mean, pet door, everything ready to go. I need to box this. It takes them two and a half weeks to come up with an idea on how to box it. And um, then they charge me $5 per foam pad thing and you need six per box. So I'm now in $30 in packing. I'm a $14 box. I didn't charge the customer at all. I didn't know any of these costs existed. You know, I'm thinking a box, a couple bucks, not that big of a deal. If I order a big quantity, you know, like it will be fine. No, it, it's $30 in packing materials. It's $14 for a box. I've got to figure out how to keep the lid on, tape it, do things like that. Oh, and now I've got shipping costs. And I was like, oh, you know, 120 bucks. It should be good. That's what the other companies charge. And I realized that, well, if you don't fit, ship with FedEx or any shipper frequently, your, your rates are going to just be like somebody walking in off the street. So I completely lose money on this first sale. I mean, I lose hundreds of dollars on this first sale, but I learned so much. And I was, it was just awesome that one, I had somebody give me, you know, a thousand dollars and they were in Boston and I was in Salt Lake City, Utah. And they gave me a thousand dollars over the phone. I processed it through Square, and you know, you paid. You know, I lost three percent there immediately. And in my head, it, it was like, but we learned so much. But I had to pay three hundred dollars to learn how to ship one to there. And it was our first one. She gets the product. She says, "I love it. It looks great. I'm going to start putting it in." And she sent me photos, play by play, on how they did it. And I got those done and I immediately sent it to Plexidor. I was like, hey, yep, first customer checked off. We're good to go. Let's get some more of these. And so we were still kind of doing, you know, about 13 doors average a month. Um, but then all of a sudden, I know where I was selling eight or nine nationally. And we were still paying five, you know, $30 for uh, packaging protection and $14 for a box. And I, and then we're actually running into now the glass was breaking uh, on transportation <laughs> and we started running into claims and then we started getting upset customers and these customers were like, you know, Hey, you said three weeks. It's, it's now been six. Like what's going on? Are you a scam? Are you stealing my money? They're calling the pet door company on the phone because the pet door company referred me and the pet door company's calling me and saying, Hey Brad, what's going on with this customer? This customer saying that, they, they, their, their product hasn't shown up yet and i was like well actually it, it was going to show up but it broke and and now i'm trying to get the check because i don't have working capital right i can't just reproduce her order because of all the costs i mean the box the packing material i mean i literally i only make a little margin off the these expensive materials and so um i i wouldn't got another credit card i i I oddly enough, I was able to get a business credit card because the business, there was so much money flowing in the business that they thought, Hey, th these guys are doing decent and worst case scenario, we'll, we'll take it. And then I went and I sat down with a family friend and I said, Hey, I need working capital. I was like, I'm not using your money to, to do crazy schemes. I just need enough money so I can span when I sell a product, if there's any issues in between and then to where I, 
I'm able to finish out that job. I need to span that distance. And so they gave me $10,000 and then I got a $10,000 credit card. And so with that, with that, I was able to buy materials in bulk because it was $10,000 or more every time I had to buy um, my extrusion. And then I was able to, if there was a claim, I was able to still reprocess the door, get it back to them. And back in from like FedEx or UPS. And so as long as I was making profit and, you know, and, and the terrible thing to say is every time it, the door broke, it was like, I got another sell. Right. Cause they had to pay me the full invoice. So I was like, I got another sell. I got to reproduce everything. Um, the only thing they didn't repay was the shipping cost. They never refund you the shipping cost. They, they refund you the shipping cost, but since you itemize it on your invoice as shipping, they never give you that money back. So you don't get an additional $145 to ship again. So they're, they're really good about it. You have to provide invoices, but until you start working and then I talked to UPS and they tried to, they tried to deny like four or five claims that we had. And they were like, well, you, you don't have a certified box. You don't have certified packing material. And so I had to get my packaging company on the line because I've been paying them pretty good money for all these materials. And we had to just provide them with certification on the box. And then the fact that we're using an actually a, a, a polymer like foam piece that we're actually making and creating specifically to ship these doors. And immediately when we did that, they were all my claims were approved. So I didn't really have to fight the claims anymore. Um, but then I got told about this product, this foam machine that it's like a, you shoot it out of a gun. It's two components and it heats up to about 400 degrees and it kind of foams around the glass doors. So now my breakage goes from five or six a month to zero. So I'm not, no longer having to worry about the headache and the time that's spending to get my money from these claims and pissed off customers. I'm just able to work and flow. And we got to such a point where we were getting everything done quickly in a week or two weeks lead times. Um, but now we have so many, many more expenses. I bought a foam machine that cost $10,000. I've got more material that I got to stock because I'm selling more doors. Um, so we, we literally printed out flyers on a printer. And then we went to like pet grooming places. We went to dog training places. We went to Petco um, I mean, we went everywhere. We went to dog parks and we passed out flyers. Hey, we do pet doors. And that, that probably got us three to four more sales a month. And this is still and just you two of, at this time, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is, yeah. And it's actually still us two currently. Um, so just really, I, you know, it, it's a long story. And it's kind of, you know, that's obviously my story and I, I love telling it, but at the same time it's, you know, it drags, but basically it was, it was just, really stay optimistic um you know and you got to remember having a, a partner and and your partner being your friend and things aren't going so well and the checking account doesn't look good and i'm continuing to spend money because that's how i believe you push on is you keep trying to overcommit, overextend and hopefully it works right like wet toilet paper I mean, you throw, throw things at the wall and hopefully they stick. If they stick, you're good. If they don't stick, you lose money. And so as long as the, the, the balance of you either break even or hopefully it tips to the way you make money, then you're good. And, and I think we've just realistically have just did so many. And then when we were slow, we were able to just come up with ideas like flyers or 
knock on doors to other local glass companies who don't know about our product and really just bring, uh, spread brand, brand awareness. Um, what also happened was that I had actually contacted my competitors who were selling glass pet doors. And I said, hey, I'll sell you my product at cost at wholesale. I know you can't buy glass cheaper than me because my brother was in the glass business and I was able to use his accounts to get the best pricing. And he bought you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of glass a month for big projects. And so I knew I was getting the best glass pricing. So I would just say, hey, look, um, buy your products from me. I'll put them in. I'll get them to you quicker. And so I started doing that. I started getting some clientele. And I contacted a company called Enduroflap, which is the biggest competitor to the Petro company that I've partnered with. I contacted them and I told him what we were doing. And they had the other company. They actually partnered with the other company who had the product before mine. And they said, well, we've already got a product for sliding glass doors, but since you can, you got your product works for every application, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. And if I run upon some customers who need your help, I'll give them your number. And he sent me three or four leads who actually buy three or four pet doors a month uh, consistently. And so by just literally rubbing elbows, knocking on doors, telling people that you have a product and you can do something, and then being able to do it, right? That's the most important part is following through. Um, I, I, I think you can really build a business in, in anything. Uh, and if you're will, I think you really have to believe it. If you, don't, if you don't believe in it, I don't think I would have made it the distance that we've made. Um, so now we are probably what, I mean, my son's three now. And so we're four almost five years into this and we're we just offered um a guy a job uh yesterday <laughs> literally yesterday we offered him a job because we find ourselves um accepting a ton of work uh and then telling people a lead time that usually typically gets us the job right hey we can do it in this time we're this cost we're this and it's kind of in our modern, our slogan that, that we're really quick, you get the quality and you get the cost. You get all three. Normally you get two, but with us, you get all three. And we start, we started worrying about having to give longer lead times. And we don't even have the money to hire this employee, but it goes back down to the same thought process of we'll figure it out when it needs to get there. We'll figure out when the time comes. Um, currently I'm looking into like SBA loans. Cause now we actually have a viable business. It shows money on the books. Hey, these guys are actually making money. These guys are actually able to pay paychecks out. Um, but we're not making money to the point where, Oh, Hey, we need a truck. We go, we can go buy a truck. It's like, no, we fixed the truck we have. It's a 1996 Dodge, you know, V10 a gas guzzler, <laughs> but you just kind of, you kind of deal with those things. You, you know, you don't go out there and get all the nice equipment. You, you kind of just, you, 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 you just deal with you it. act like you're, yeah, you act like you're broke and you just kind of get it done. So whereas this employee is going to start in two weeks, um, we, I, I don't know. I mean, literally yesterday we just said, well, typically our business model has been, let's just throw, you know, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Um, 
the, the only thought we had is that we're telling this guy to quit his job now who's giving him a consecutive paycheck. We're <laughs> pro- promising him more an hour and we're promising him 40 hours a week and we're promising we're not going to lay him off. And those are some pretty big promises. And so when you make a commitment like that, you got to make it stick. So we've got enough money in the bank that we could probably lose money for two months and, and be okay. But that's why we're looking for um, financing and, and we want to self-finance. We don't want to go out there and get an investor because investors, they want things, they want percentage in the company or they want returns like they would get, you know, on the S and P 500 or, or something like that, or, you know, something that they're there, it's worth their time. I mean, it makes sense. I wouldn't lend anybody in, any money unless I was making money. Right. Um, unless it, unless it was my son or, you know, family member, but still then you, you're probably not getting your money back. So it's really tough to give money away. So um, right now we're, we're trying to get an SBA loan, which I feel pretty confident about. Uh, we're asking for a hundred thousand dollars just because I'm crazy. And I know when they give me a hundred thousand, I'm not going to be able to go get more after that because they're going to see how I spend it. And they would say, look, look, sir, your spending habits are like, you make a million dollars a year. You need to cut cut back. You need to stop trying to do so many avenues and you need to slowly grow this business. But I feel like I'm pretty good in the industry. I know where I'm at. Uh, Even nationwide, I know where I sit. Um, And currently as we're talking, I'm literally sitting in the parking lot of a job that I got to go do. And, but I know where I sit. I know where my competitors are. I know where the pricing is. I've really captured the market of where my price point needs to be, the quality of pet door, the lead time that's going to get, land me the job over somebody else. We've kind of checked all those boxes. And so even though we lose sales here locally, like I actually sell to my competitors and he's like, oh, I'm slammed. I'm super busy. I've got all these installs lined up. Well, one, it could be a lie or two it could be the truth. Cause you know, you build a friendship and a relationship with these guys. And it's like, wait, why are these guys selling so many doors? Like, how are we not capturing the market? We've got an awesome website. We're paying a marketing company. We've got ads in these various, you know, outlets. How are we not winning all this pet doors? And it's something that I believe in. It's all based upon what the customer Googles, or the referrals, or however they get to you. So, if I pay X number of keywords, I get those keywords. But if somebody searches something completely different and they get somebody else that's listed ahead of me in Google, or a, a family friend uh, says, oh, hey, look in this, this magazine, and I'm not in that magazine, but my competitor is, that's how they get their phone calls. But right. to go out there and put, put ads and everything and be in front of everybody would cost so much money before I'd get the return. So you got to kind of space yourself out. Do a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. So I think within time, locally, we'll probably, you know, this is really just, you know, putting it out there. But I think I think in time, I'll be able to really capture most of the local market and most of the sales locally. Um, nationally wise, it's it's the more fish. There's a lot more fish out there. And, you know, I, I want franchises. I, I believe that this is a, a model that I could build and I can move it into Texas. And so I actually have an installer in Texas and we're marketing in Texas. And as long as, you know, 
the installer sells X number of doors um, and he gets paid and then I get paid. Um, and then, then I have to pay the marketing costs. As long as that number is a positive number, well, the, the business model works. And then I've got to do the exact same thing I did here, which was knock on doors, tell people we exist, get into local glass shops, get everywhere, real estate um, brokers, right? Because if they're selling yep. a house that, that people got, by, I mean, there's just so many avenues. And to say, well, that's not going to work, or I've already tried it, or I know this guy and he said that that's not a good avenue. No, you got to go. You got to do it. You got to just got to knock on the doors. Yeah. Yeah. And, and right now I would say that we're on the opposite scale of that. And that's why we're hiring an employee is that we have done that. And there's still so much more to go, so much more to go. But we've gotten to the point where we're so busy that we're worried about lead times. And so we've got to hire somebody on and then keep doing that branding and, and rubbing elbows. So hopefully it, it, we, we do enough that pays for the employee and then you're not losing anyone. You're back, you're back even, but your lead times are down now. And then you go out and you bump more elbows, you rub elbows and, and you get more clients and then you slowly grow. And I, I wish I had the opportunity. Actually, I, I, I'm going to take that back. I don't wish I had the opportunity, but if I, if somebody was able to hand me, you know, half a million dollars and say, Hey, Brad, you know, run your business as your heart's desire. I don't think I'd be as as successful as being broke and and having to go through what I went through and and the hard times with the money and the hard times with the customers and maybe not having a viable viable business rather than just trying to throw money at things and hopefully I get that money back because like I I would have spent way too much money and I'd have been in the hole rather than to kind of just paying credit cards and, and being in a hole in that, that aspect, right? I'd have been so much further in the hole because, oh, this is going to work. Let's spend $10,000 on marketing. Right. And then you get, you know, $3,000 back and it's like, oh, well, a lot of people now know who we are, but you got to kind of stay fresh and consistent. I, I believe, you know, one day I want a billboard in Salt Lake, maybe at the point of the mountain in Draper, we do pet doors and I don't anticipate that giving me one cell. And the reason being is I really want them just to know, oh, you can do pet doors in your glass? That's super cool. That's great. And then now people know that that product exists. And even if my competitors make money off the billboard or however that works out, they still now know you can put a pet door in your sliding glass door or in your French door or in a, a, a small piece of glass for your cat. I mean, there's just so many people who don't know that exists still. But we're able to run a I would say decently successful business with so many people still not knowing about my product. I mean, I know people that are super close to me that don't even know what I do. And they just say, I sell pet doors and they, they assume that I buy a pet door off of Amazon and then resell it or go install it. And I make money just installing. it. It's so weird how they come up with these stories about your business when you say, Oh, Hey, I sell pet doors. So it's, you know, I guess that's the long thick of it. That's a the long forty six minute thick of it. Of <laughs> no, man, I appreciate it. This is something I think super helpful. You answered so many questions. You know that I I hear all the time that different people have about wanting to start a business. I mean, you you really covered. Well, look, here's what we learned from our experiences. Sometimes we just went for it. We had to believe. You know, then when we learned, we were able to cut back and trim some of the the fluff and the fat and we were able to, you know, kind of divert. And I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, 
we really have two main characteristics that help us get through and see the big picture. And you mentioned one of them being optimism. The other one is being resourceful. I mean, you have had so yeah. many pain and adjustments in your business and in your, in, in your growth in your life the last few years that that's what has kept you going. And now you're at a point where your business is, you know, you're, you're building it, you're growing, you're seeing results, you're making money. And, you know, I think that's the proof in the pudding. I guess the last two questions I've got before we, you know, let you go is if you had one piece of advice to offer, you know, somebody listening to this podcast that's wanting to start, you know, a side business, whether it was for a couple hundred dollars or tens of thousands of dollars a month, what piece of advice would that be to them? That's so tough. That's uh... I, I think I think the best and the logical piece of advice, right? It, it has nothing to do with business. It has nothing to do with anything. It has to do with you yourself. I don't ever like calling myself an entrepreneur because I've got some weird thing in my head that's like, oh, I'm not successful. I'm yeah, I'm not, I'm not driving a Bentley. I'm not an entrepreneur, but in my head, you know, if you were to describe me resourceful and being up, you know, being the optimist, I, I think those are two characteristics that you really should, should have. And if you don't have them, but you have the skills, you, you need to have that. You need to have somebody who's going to push on, even though it looks like you've lost the battle just you just need something i think for me and this sounds crazy but i think for me it was just me having a kid and me not being okay with where i was at i mean paycheck to paycheck couldn't really afford much i I was working at a great job i was just realistically just not super smart with how i spent it and then having a kid i kind of like pulled back on the fun and you know, it's not just me anymore, but the optimism and, you know, the drive and the resourcefulness was always there. And I always knew I wanted to, to run a business. So I, I would say the best, and you know, the best advice is know yourself. You need to know yourself the most. And, and anytime anybody says, Brad, you're running a crazy race. I say, yeah, but I'm betting on the racehorse and the racehorse is me. <laughs> so I, I would say, Definitely just know yourself, regardless if it's like, hey, I'm really, really good at computer programming, but I'm terrible at selling my product. Well, I would say find somebody who's really good at selling because you're going to need them to really get you there. So if you're missing, like I'm terrible collecting money, I am the worst person collecting money, but it just so happens that my partner is really good at collecting money. So... And, and he is complete opposite. He is, he is complete opposite. He's not a dreamer. He's a realist. He believes everything goes, goes literally the wrong way every single time. And I usually win that battle because just being over optimistic and he's so pessimistic. Like it's like to the point where it's, it, it drives me crazy sometimes, but it's that balance. I don't think I could have done this without him being that balance. Like, I, I just think you've got to get that balance. I, I think you can do it alone if you're able to give yourself that balance, but where I wasn't really good at collecting money or getting money or handling the money aspect from customers, um, he was, he really excelled in. So it, 
gave us constant, gave us our money quicker. So rather than being out, you know, 30 days on a, on a glass guy, um, we were out three days. And so I was able to shorten the, the time of working capital I needed. So, you know, again, long story, I'm, I'm long winded, but I would say know yourself and know the market. If you're going to start a business, know everything about the market. If somebody's going to come up to you and, and ask a question about a pet door, and it's a difficult question, you should have the answers without Googling it or calling somebody. You should know immediately what your market has in place. Um, I, I didn't ever write my business plan until I tried to apply for an SBA loan. I just knew in my head what I wanted to do and the model I was going to build. I, my business plan was is I build, I replace a piece of glass and I replace it with a piece of glass that has a pet door on it. End of story. That's all I do. That's what I do. How am I going to do it? Well, I'm going to pick up the, the tools and I'm going to do it. Well, Brad, that's not a business plan. That's, that's, that's nothing. We have nothing. But it was the optimism that kept going. And then out of nowhere, when I go to write my business plan, it was the easiest thing to write because I knew everything about the market. I knew what we were doing, how we we're going to do it, how it was going to grow where I thought we were going to grow to. So long-winded piece of advice, know yourself. That's awesome, man. No, that's, that is a fantastic piece of advice. The second question I've got for you is if somebody wants to get in contact with you to either buy a pet door or just ask uh, you, you know, a question about your business, how can they get in touch with you? Um, multiple ways. I mean, I mean, realistically, uh, you can call us directly and it's 801-652-9446. And we love helping. Um, I, I love DIY. I love helping people. I love helping my competitors. Um, pay it forward system is deeply what I believe in. Uh, so if you want to buy a pet door, you want to build your own pet door, you want to be my competitor, I'm here to help you. Um, or find me on like Instagram or Twitter at Utah Pet Access. And those are, you know, quicker outlets to, to get a hold of me or my email is uh, brad at utahpetaccess.com. Awesome, man. Thanks so much again for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, I know all of our listeners are going to love this episode of the podcast and look forward to hearing more about uh, your business and how things go over the next, uh, the next few years. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's a uh, super exciting. I, I, uh, I really do appreciate you as a, as a friend and, you know, a fellow businessman. Like I, I totally look up to you. So I, I'm so glad you're doing this podcast and I, I know you're going to be successful at it and people are going to get a lot of value and they need to keep listening. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about who we are and what we do, check out our website, www.selfselfreliantwealthwealth.com. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle?
tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.